When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. From Autosport.com and Autosport Magazine, I'm your host, Ariana Bravo, and this is the Autosport Podcast. Well, qualifying at the Austrian Grand Prix gave us a show, ending with Max Verstappen with yet another pole position, and starting alongside him on the front row tomorrow will be none other than Lando Norris, who had a fantastic session today. Sergio Perez slotted into third with the Mercedes drivers trailing in fourth and fifth after they were unable to improve in their final Q3 laps. As was the case in last weekend's Styrian Grand Prix, Verstappen set pole on his first run in the final part of qualifying. Norris had been second after the opening runs and held on to take his best F1 career qualifying spot. Perez jumped to third with his final lap, which bumped Hamilton and Bottas down as neither driver went faster on their second attempt in Q3. They were followed by the AlphaTauri pair Pierre Gasly and Yuki Tsunoda, with Sebastian Vettel taking eighth, but he now faces a post-qualifying investigation for appearing to impede Fernando Alonso at the end of Q2. George Russell took a sensational ninth for Williams in his first Q3 appearance for the team, which got a car through to the final part of qualifying for the first time since the 2018 Italian Grand Prix. Russell had only one attempt in Q3, but managed to beat Lance Stroll to ninth place, and impressively, he managed to qualify on the medium compounds. The Ferrari duo stayed on the medium tyres throughout Q2, but were knocked out by Russell's final effort. Carlos Sainz led Charles Leclerc in 11th, while Daniel Ricciardo was unable to find enough time on his final run and ended up 13th. Alex Kalinorkas, Autosports Grand Prix editor, is with me. Alex, how are you? How is your day going? 
And what did you make of qualifying? Yes, my day's going very well, thank you, Ariana. Yes, it was a it was an excellent qualifying session. Um, well, unless you're a Mercedes, I suppose. Um, not not the way I'm sure Lewis Hamilton wanted to celebrate his new uh, his new contract announcement by uh, not even making it into the top three. In fact, um, uh, my colleague Luke Smith and I were discussing how we were going to play things in the in the press conference, such as as as, as usual, having the Mercedes drivers in there uh, in terms of what we were going to ask Lewis about his new contract, the way we we're going to play things. And uh, and then obviously Lewis didn't didn't even end up there because he, he didn't he think he qualified fourth so um, yeah that was a bit of a turn up for the books but yeah very very interesting I mean fantastic if you're Red Bull and Max Verstappen of course but uh, Lando Norris and McLaren I mean he's been he's been rapid in Austria like he was quick there last year obviously gets on the podium brilliant last weekend and he sort of he was interesting hearing him on talk on Thursday he was saying he sort of ended up feeling a little bit frustrated not to have beaten the Mercedes cars last weekend and then you know Cam, he looked a little bit scruffy in practice talk about FP3 you know asked him about that in the in the press conference and he was sort of saying you know you've got that's the time to make those mistakes that's you know explained that you sort of ran off the road after you know catching another car at the final corner at one point but in qualifying looked absolutely in command was brilliant and very nearly beat Verstappen to, to pole position I mean it was it was interesting I think um, that was more more down to the fact that the Red Bull didn't go any faster uh, because Verstappen was at the head of the queue sort of I think I was, he was a bit surprised to find himself there and basically that meant that he just didn't, wasn't picking up a toe from any other cars so he was a bit down on straight line speed and um, so yeah I think I think Norris would have been would have been fortunate in a way if he had got ahead but yeah absolutely magnificent from him and then yeah sets up a, a great race uh, great race tomorrow as you mentioned, we're going to dig into Lando Norris a little bit more, but let's start with our pole sitter, Max Verstappen. I mean, I don't really know what to say. I've spoken to a lot of people in the paddock over the last couple of days, and the majority of them that I spoke to were still saying that Max was a firm favourite for pole position today. And evidently, they were absolutely right, because once again, he's come through, grabbed pole, but he has since said that his poll was pretty bad. Can you explain a little bit more about why he thinks that? Because most people be pretty pleased with grabbing that pole position. Yeah, I think it was more just the fact that he was feeling really good in Q1. I think he only does one run in Q1, just, you know, goes out. Now is enough to get through easily. And then in Q2, he got through on that tyre, which is going to be crucial when it comes to starting the race tomorrow to be on the mediums. Um, and he just sort of, everything was feeling very smooth. And then it came to Q3. There was that little, did the temperature go down just a little bit? There was a bit of cloud cover. Did it take the best of the track conditions away? Maybe that unsettled. It seems to unsettle everyone to a certain extent. Um, but yeah, it just didn't, it just, it just felt that Q3 wasn't very smooth. The, the, the Q3 lap is is pretty good, but I think he was just expecting a little bit more. So that's the, the first lap in Q3. I think he was expecting a little bit more and then yeah as I said you know he was basically saying I'd have been better off staying in the garage than going going out and running at the head of the pack so I think he's more I think he was more well, I don't think he was saying that the pole lap itself was bad it's more just that sort of anticlimactic oh I was expecting to go a step faster on my last run and I, and I just didn't because it just didn't work out with the with the placings in the queue but um yeah nevertheless absolutely brilliant again from Verstappen I think he was absolutely nailed on favourite it was interesting talking to a few of the teams yesterday you know there was this sort of feeling that yeah Mercedes had ended up ahead in FP2 but even even Mercedes themselves did not think that that made them favourites they they, they they sort of they didn't you know they, they, were, they were certainly expecting Verstappen to you know have his engine turned up and uh, to find a bit of pace which is of course exactly what happened um, but yeah I think um, I think uh, with, with with Mercedes it's interesting I think they've they've focused more on the race in terms of they sacrificed a little bit of one lap speed and that's going to sort of exaggerate the gap ever so slightly to Red Bull. But being beaten by a McLaren is a real shock uh, to them. They think that, the, that McLaren's just worked the soft tyre better. Uh, but yeah, it will be interesting to see what happens in the race. But 
critically for Mercedes, Perez is there in third place as well. So he could play a really, really crucial role in helping his team stay in front tomorrow. And that is exactly what I was about to say. Of course, Checo, P3 tomorrow. Red Bull must be feeling quietly confident about that because that's where you want them. You want them up front. We're used to seeing the Mercedes splitting them. Tomorrow, no, we have the McLaren. Last weekend, we did see Perez getting past Lando. So I'm sure that he's going to be hoping for the same this weekend. And then they could just bring home that one too. But let's go back to Lando Norris because I think he deserves some more time after such a stellar performance today. He was so, so close to pole. And, you know, there was a second there when he went purple in that first sector where it looked like actually maybe he could even grab pole. Of course, it didn't happen like that. But nonetheless incredible performance where did that come from and talk to us about how you think things might shape up tomorrow when it comes to the race because that of course is where the points are yeah so in qualifying i mean he was one of the few people in that final q3 run that that really that really got everything didn't seem to have any particular problems with maybe the slight change in in track temperature and and yeah what was really what what sort of hyped up the sort of the the expectations in terms of what he was going to do was the fact that he set a purple sector when verstappen was going slower so it's like oh hang on something's going on here there is a there is a bit of a chance verstappen is is vulnerable but I think the Red Bull was just that little bit better at keeping its tyres alive for the last couple of corners because that's really where Norris just loses that fraction of time. He had a little bit of understeer at the final corner and ends up second. Um, but still, nevertheless, a fantastic lap, absolutely fantastic lap, and uh, and and great to see you know McLaren back on the back on the front row. I think I, 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 was, I spotted somewhere someone said that uh, the last time uh, McLaren did that was the 2012 Brazilian Grand Prix which of course it went on to win I mean there was there was a, there was a lot of a uh, lot of a uh, lot of different elements in that race uh, to pay attention to but yeah tomorrow I don't I, I sadly I don't think Norris will end up on the podium if, if it's a straightforward race I think that Perez will will certainly have much better race pace behind him as will the two Mercedes cars what's interesting from Norris is that you know he he was sort of he basically saying exactly the same thing he even joked yeah it'll be another p5 in the press conference and then he sort of he was like look you know I don't want to be too negative because he talked about being realistic and saying you know sadly we know who we're really fighting is in the Alpha Tauris the Ferraris whoever in the, in the midfield behind but I think um, he also was just like look you know but I do want to be optimistic and if there is a chance for me to fight Max Maybe he was hinting at turn one early in the race, you know, when things are close. He's definitely going to go for it. So, you know, Verstappen's got to, got to have to keep his wits about him uh, at the start. And he has, he's had, had bad starts at the Red Bull Ring before. It was a couple of years ago when he chased down Charles Leclerc late in the race. There was a, he made a pretty poor start there. So, yeah, Norris has the chance to, to be a star in the early stages. But I think particularly with the, uh, with the, the softer tyres this weekend, I think he's going he's gonna to slip backwards. He also did an excellent job, though, to get through Q2 on the mediums. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I think he's right to be realistic. But still, you know, that's, that won't take anything away from, from what a brilliant uh, job he's done today. And if he does end up P5, that is, in effect, a victory for McLaren in terms of just the way the sort of the unofficial class system works in F1 these days. Absolutely. I saw him in the paddock after the session and he looked, you know, pretty pleased with himself, completely understandably and rightly so, because he's just moving from strength to strength. But before we move on to Mercedes, can we just briefly touch on Daniel Ricciardo? Because... It's really just a completely different story for him. Why is Daniel struggling so much? Because we can see that the car clearly has the potential because Lando is able to put it at the top of the timesheets. So why is Daniel struggling so much to extract that performance? What is he really struggling to get his head around? Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a funny one with Ricardo, And it's not a particularly pleasant one either because he's such a great driver. It really is odd to see 
such a big gap and 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 this really underwhelming results that that he's getting and it's it's just so strange to see this sort of continuing you know just just underperformance really and it's really weird because he he says that he's made progress and he you know he feels that he is doing things better than he was at the start of the season when we know he wasn't comfortable in the car he wasn't confident in it but it's just not translating into lap time and to a certain extent you know it's quite kind of understandable because it's a short track so the gaps between the cars are very very small so the, the, the slightest gap is exaggerated in a way so yeah if he's not quite on Norris's level then he's, he is going to end up um, actually quite far from him but yeah I still think 13th place you know they, they, they put him out on the mediums in Q2 obviously he had the confidence they wouldn't have bothered trying to do that because it's such a critical race tyre had they you know had he not felt he could do things but it just just didn't seem to to come his way and yeah he sort of just doesn't really have an explanation as to certainly the massive gap uh, to Norris today but yeah I mean you'd hope that you know if he can get you know get get to Silverstone get away from the Red Bull ring where things haven't quite been going his way and that's it's 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 you know it's, it's going to be a, a real test of that progress and hopefully for for Ricardo it will actually translate into results for him there yeah I mean I really hope so because it must be so frustrating as a driver when you can't actually put your finger on ex- what exactly and where exactly you're losing out It's a really tough one, but let's see how things pan out for him tomorrow and looking forward to Silverstone as well. But let's talk about Mercedes now. As you mentioned at the start of the episode, yesterday after free practice, people thought, you know, maybe this is a step forward. But now, today, definitely didn't come through. P4 and P5, it's not where they would want to see themselves. Talk us through what happened there and anything that you've heard from the team since. Yeah, I think I don't think they were under any illusions that they were going to get pole today, even even before what happened in Q3. I think they know that the Red Bull has the edge on, on one lap. It is, let's face it, it is, you know, without question, the best car in 2021 in terms of the Red Bull. But what Mercedes were really trying to do was fix their race pace because they they, they they it was quite shocking to hear Toto Wolff after the race last Sunday say well this is the first time in years that we've actually just had no answer we're, we're slower you know we're slower over one lap we're slower in the race there was no point even trying a different strategy because Red Bull would have covered us either way so they they really worked hard to fix that during the week but yeah I think they just just when the it obviously was a lot hotter conditions today and I think that that's been a that's been a Mercedes weakness this year in terms of getting the tyres into the right window you know they've struggled to warm up the tyres which wouldn't have been a problem today but obviously when they're really hot conditions on the softest tyres Pirelli's got there is a danger that you'll either overwork them or you might not just get them in the right window or you might lose things too much and that that just that that just seems to have caught caught them out basically and um, again yeah they they were in a, they were you know as as you said Ariana in your introduction neither Hamilton or Bottas improved on their final runs in Q3 so perhaps they also were caught out a little bit by the changing conditions but yeah just 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 very difficult in terms of the, you know you lose that slight bit on lap time that that slight edge over one lap and it's it's a bit like what I said about Ricardo it's such there's such small gaps in qualifying at such a short lap that they are going to there is the potential to be beaten and that is what happened for them today yeah definitely not the result that they would have wanted but i mean I guess they'll be hoping that they'll be able to pull something out of the bag tomorrow and maybe make up for the less than ideal qualifying today. But can we just quickly talk about Valtteri Bottas and Carlos Sainz? Because they have both been summoned to the stewards for driving too slowly at turn nine in Q2. Can you just talk us through the context behind that? 
Yeah, so we are we are recording um, before the stewards' verdicts have come out, but it's basically all related to that Sebastian Vettel Fernando Alonso incident in Q two, which was pretty shocking to be honest. Um, and it already happened. It already happened to Alonso in in FP two. I think it was all, one of the one of the practice sessions uh, on Friday. He kept coming around the penultimate corner and finding slower cars in his way at the, at the final corner. And and this had obviously come up. You know, amongst the drivers, amongst the teams, because Michael Massey, the FIA uh, race director, released a, a second version of his uh, event notes, which are like um, effectively they're like, like additions to the regulations. You know, event specific things will be will be applied and things like that. And, and the one today was basically no drivers are allowed to drive slowly between turns nine and ten between the last two corners, and um, because of the danger of exactly what happened with Alonso. You know, he had to properly step on on the brakes as Vettel was accelerating when he when he came across him, because otherwise there could have been an almighty accident. And it's it, the reason why Bottas and Science have been summoned is basically Vettel is, is I'm sure I, I, I'm pretty confident saying this, even though we don't have the the, the, the the verdict here, Vettel will get a penalty because he was the one that, that you know that impeded Alonso. But he it, it wasn't just him basically. If you watch the onboard, there's a whole queue of cars in front of him. I think Perez is the next car in front. I think then there's Bottas and Science. Obviously, must be in the in the mix as well because the the, where the, the way the stewards' bulletins are released to, to summon the drivers, they they reference the incident, the time of the incident, and it was all at the same time at the end of Q two. But so I do have some sympathy for Vettel in that he was at the back of the queue and the other cars were driving slowly between turns nine and ten as well however he does have the option to overtake them so he could have just he could have just gone no i know the rules i've, I've arrived at turn 10 because basically his point is i did the right thing i drove slowly between uh, turns eight and nine but then he could, said he couldn't you know, there were other cars in front of him that meant he couldn't he couldn't not go slowly between turns nine and ten well no i'm afraid not sebastian you you know the rules you have to get on you have to get on with it once you reach turn nine quite rightly waves in apology and he's you know he's sort of very conciliatory to fernando alonso who was understandably absolutely apoplectic um but it's, it's just one of those things you know you it's, it's happened now it, it doesn't matter how, how sort of sorry you are it, it was a pretty serious incident and and there's got to be consequences yeah, I mean, and as you've said, it completely ruined Alonso's lap. And more than that, it could have ended up being a really nasty accident. So we will see what happens with that. But let's move on to the Alpha Tauris for now, Pierre and Yuki. It was another strong showing by them today. They're going to be hoping for a good day tomorrow. Of course, last weekend, both their races were affected. Yuki got the grid penalty Pierre with the contact and then the retirement. So they're going to be hoping for a cleaner day tomorrow, bring home a solid points haul. What do you reckon for them? Yes, it's, it's, it's going to be really interesting to watch the Alpha Tauris tomorrow because as we say, we couldn't, we just didn't see what what would have happened to Gasly, who looked very strong in qualifying last weekend. And Sonoda was was hindered in that race because of his own fault for, for impeding Bottas uh, in, uh, I think it was Q2, or was it Q, no, it's Q3, wasn't it, last week at the Syrian Grand Prix? Yes, so basically he got trapped in the pack in the DRS train, couldn't really do any overtaking. Well, with the softer tyres, you'd like to think that would present an opportunity uh, for them. But basically both drivers got through to, to Q3 on the softs. So they're, they're starting, you know, with one hand against their, behind their backs against, you know, there, if Norris is the, the nearest rival ahead of them once the, the Mercedes and Red Bull probably comes past the McLaren and then you know there's the the, the 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 cars behind outside the top 10 are going to be starting on the mediums George Russell who I'm sure we're going to come on to talk about is also starting on the medium so it's going to be difficult for the Alpha Tauris however they're very 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 quick they have the pace it's just going to be about keeping those tyres alive but yeah what a good performance from Sonoda he's only a tenth off Gasly and um, you know the, the flip side of uh, of the short lap thing about where the gaps are very very small is that it's actually quite hard to make you know it's easier for the, the for the drivers you know to get close to each other so the fact that he's you know that he's he's been able to 
he's been able to step up and 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 do that do that with with Gasly and be very close to him is is, uh, is really encouraging. So yeah, good. It'll be interesting to keep an eye on AlphaTauri tomorrow. But yeah, I don't know that just just how bad is it going to be starting on the softs? Potentially, it could be very bad. So yeah, fingers crossed for them. It isn't, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, they were definitely in good spirits. And after the race, we did a little piece with them and there was lots of jokes between them, two of them talking about how they might celebrate if they do have a good race tomorrow. So they're definitely feeling positive and hopeful. On the topic of celebrations, George Russell is someone who will definitely be feeling like he wants to celebrate after today's incredible performance. But before we go into George Russell and his qualifying session, Alex, what would you be doing to celebrate if you were George Russell this evening? And, you know, you just had this amazing day, your first time in Q3. How would you be celebrating? I mean, I'd be having a massive dinner with many, many, many beers. And for all of you listeners, why not celebrate on George Russell's behalf or on anyone else, any of your other drivers who you may be sporting that had a good day today? You can join the world's largest beer club with over 170,000 active members. We are delighted to have Beer52 supporting the podcast today with a listener offer you can't say no to. In fact, our boss James has long been signed up to Beer 52 and he's a raving fan. So join up and let us know if our boss knows his beers or not. There's a free case of eight craft beers from Beer 52 waiting at the end of our offer code of beer52.com forward slash autosport. All you have to do is cover the postage of £5.95. I don't think that any drivers will be having a beer after today's qualifying session. They'll be waiting it out until after the race. But if you're watching from home or even watching the football at the moment, there's nothing stopping you from enjoying some fine craft beers whilst you support. And right now, Beer52 are offering two extra beers for free. That is 10 free beers. Each month, you can get sent a case with a different theme. You can enjoy the free magazine and snack as well. Make a whole evening of it. And you don't have to like dark beer. You can even choose the light option. It's super convenient because you can pause or cancel anytime you want to. So don't forget to claim now. Get your two extra beers for free. Go to www.beer52.com forward slash autosport and pay $5.95 postage and claim those beers. Right, now, let us talk about George Russell. Finally, a Q3 appearance. Through on the mediums as well. Absolutely fantastic. Alex, talk us through it. Tell us about his day and what you have found out in the session after qualifying as well, the post-quality session with the team. Yes, fantastic from from George Russell, who we know is tremendous uh, in qualifying anyway. But um, yeah, it's just everything seemed to come together today, and it was it was always it was also really really interesting how it happened at Williams, and also George Russell driving and speaking with the air of a very confident person. Mm, maybe he knows. Maybe he's got a piece of paper in his back pocket that he signed that might keep him along, might take him to be Lewis Hamilton's teammate next year. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, it was just to get through to Q3, as you said, Ariana. It's the first time for Williams since the since Monza 2018. When I think it was Lance Stroll in Q3, and Russell ends up beating him in Q3 today. Beats an Aston on pace, um, absolutely terrific. But the really fascinating um, element of Russell's qualifying was what happened in Q2 and the tyres that that he ended up progressing on, because basically, I said this on my piece on Autosport.com Plus last night about you know, 
can Williams repeat and be as strong as they were last weekend before Russell's heartbreaking retirement? And basically, there he was very, very close to making Q3 at the Syrian Grand Prix. So, but with the step softer on the tyres, uh, you know, people were wondering, and I sort of posed the question, would Williams gamble? Would they just give him softs in Q2 and say, come what may, we get through, that's what, that's what we want, that's what we need, but it will give us the, the weaker starting strategy. And actually, my, my, my conclusion in the piece was, well, they always talk about not gambling. Russell says, you know, it's not worth a gamble if you're gonna if you run the risk of sacrificing the the best result possible on on the ideal strategy, on the optimum strategy. So I didn't think they'd do it, and they didn't. But what they what was really interesting was that they still sent him out on the softs at the start of Q2, and he did a lap. But they had a they had like a pre prepared plan, which was that he would lift off, just back off that little bit at the final two corners. But he actually did such a good job on the rest of the lap that even with the backing off, he was still at that point running in, in inside the top 10 and potentially going through to Q3 with a lap on the softs. Now, the team say, well, actually, they were pretty confident. They're they a little bit concerned. They, you know, it was touch and go on that, but they, they felt that other cars would probably have shuffled him out and he would have been knocked out if that had stood as his, as his final time. But anyway, they stuck to their plan. They brought him back in. They put him on the mediums and that was it. Go out, give it everything. Don't back off at the final corners. Don't do anything. Just just nail the lap. And obviously with the harder rubber, you can push it push it that little bit more. You don't have to worry about it about it going off. And um, and that's what he did. And he produced an absolutely stunning time. Um, yeah, um, fantastic, fantastic progress. Then when it came to Q3, it's really interesting because obviously they didn't have any uh, sets of um, you know, the, enough sets to do a, a two runs in Q3 on the softs so you had to sit there in the in the garage you know you've just you've, you've been on a different compound Max Verstappen has talked about this we've talked about it on the podcast the last couple of weeks about how tricky it is to go from the mediums to the softs and that's why sometimes you know they don't necessarily go particularly quickly at the start of Q3 and then build to it at the end so Russell couldn't even do that he does actually go fractionally slower in Q3 than he did in Q2 nevertheless he still beats you know he, he still beats he still beats um, um, Stroll on merit and he will almost certainly get at least one more position um, higher on the grid because I think Vettel's getting a penalty so you know just brilliant from from Russell and 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 you know without because I sort of I, I thought about this I thought about this just after qualifying you know what a fantastic day for British motorsport and I don't sort of say that in like a jingoistic nationalism kind of way because personally I think that's all that's a ridiculous concept anyway but it's just it's just good for you know for the for 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 things like that to show you know that these guys are doing an amazing job Lewis Hamilton sticking around and you've got fascinating stories fascinating human elements in terms of these guys doing well and Lando Norris fantastic George Russell fantastic and um and yeah just I just thought it added a great dimension to to qualifying today it definitely does hats off to George Russell let's hope he has a good race tomorrow you said that he might have that extra place and he does because we've just got the news that Sebastian Vettel has got a three-place grid penalty for blocking so tomorrow he will be starting further back and of course that will bump George Russell up the order to be starting P8 tomorrow. Meanwhile, Carlos Sainz and Valtteri Bottas have both had no further action taken against them. Not not sure I agree, not sure I agree with the not sure I agree with Sainz and Bottas not getting a penalty. Well, if if they were if they were driving slowly between turns 9 and 10, all of any cars doing that should have got a penalty. So it's and also three places for Vettel really when Alonso is he's still going to be starting ahead of Alonso. You know, I think the FIA, but you know, they are, they are, they are bound. It is they are, they are bound by. You know, that sometimes there are certain maximum penalties that can apply, and maybe three, three grid places is the maximum that they could apply. So I don't know. You know, it's potentially that's what was what was restraining them. But yeah, I don't know. It just seems a bit, a bit underwhelming considering how serious that incident could have been. 
Now, we are over time, so we're going to leave the Hamilton contract extension until tomorrow's extended podcast, so make sure to tune into that and we will be sure to dig into that. But before we log off, just a quick word on the Ferraris, because today they weren't looking too great. So, Alex, a little comment on their performance and how you think things will shape up for them tomorrow. Yeah, it's interesting with the Ferraris because they stuck to the medium tire plan in in uh, in Q two and basically and it, and it ultimately cost them. They didn't they just didn't have enough pace on the medium tires, and um and yeah, it's 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 really frustrating for them because I think they felt that they made quite a lot of progress compared to last week. They're still very happy with their race pace, so I would expect to see them doing a fair amount of overtaking, particularly with you know the Aston coming back. Stroll as well is on is in Q three. Will be starting on the softs, so there's potential for them to to move up the order. But yeah, just 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 didn't come come together with them and then Russell knocks him out basically which was which was which was which was uh, pretty special with his with his improvement to make into Q3 so yeah yeah uh, another sort of an underwhelming day from from Ferrari but I admire the the confidence they they clearly they clearly were also desperate to avoid the softs as Williams was as as, as everybody um, or, or most of the field in the top 10 were so yeah good 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 plan good strategy plan but just unfortunate with the with the small time gaps with everything just not going their way it cost Ferrari pretty dearly today well we will keep an eye on how things unfold tomorrow Alex as always thank you for joining me thank you guys for listening while you wait for the race tomorrow why not head over to Autosport Plus right now there are a ton of amazing articles here are just a few that you can find there is a piece on how the cost cap is putting new pressures on F1's top teams there is another article on why 5 out of 10 Ricardo isn't giving up on his McLaren quest and also the F1 nearly man winding back the clock in NASCAR's European cousin. Those are just a few of the incredible articles that you can find on the website. So make sure you go and have a look and enjoy the race tomorrow and make sure to join us for our podcast after. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Message and data rates may apply. Guys, got hair loss? I know what you're thinking. Should I shave my head, comb it over, wear a hat? Just stop. This is in 1970. Keep your hair and your confidence because Bosley, America's number one hair restoration experts, can give you your real hair back permanently. Check them out today because they're giving away an absolutely free information kit and a free gift card to anyone that texts EASY to 203203. Dude, you don't have to look like your dad, because this isn't your dad's hair loss treatment. People all over the country trust Bosley because they're ahead of the curve. They use the latest technology to give you your real hair back. And the best part? Bosley's permanent solution is protected by the Bosley Guarantee. Let Bosley show you for free how awesome your hair could look with an absolutely free information kit and a gift card for $250 off. Text EASY to 203203. That's B-A-S-Y to 203203. Step into the world of power, loyalty 
and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.